Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss and beyond. Remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. So be sure to seek medical support from a qualified health professional. Hey, my friends, welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited to be with you again this week. Before we get started, I want to say a big thank you to a recent reviewer, Q8E Mama, who says, you don't know what you don't know. I've spent 52 years in diet culture and didn't know there was another way until I met Sasha and her team at Best Weight. I have a long and educational journey ahead of me, but I know I will be supported. Such a wonderful feeling to have finally figured it out. Thank you so much for leaving this review. I so appreciate you taking your time to do that. I know that you have to set a moment aside to jump on and give me a review. And I'm really, really honored that we get to support you and that you've joined me and my team. So yay. That is amazing. Thank you so much. And for those of you who are listening, if you have benefited from this podcast, I would love for you to also take a moment to give me a review on whatever streaming platform you use. It really, really just helps me to reach more people and to get the message out there. And I'm all about empowering empowering people to love themselves, to understand how to create their best health so that they can thrive in their life and do everything that they are created to do. So thank you so much for those of you who leave reviews. I wanted today to talk about self-confidence and ways to foster self-confidence. And this talk I actually prepared and gave a few nights ago to a group of, uh, actually it was a girls hockey team. And one of my previous clients invited me to come speak to the the hockey team that he coaches. And it was a group of 11 to 14-year-old girls, and there was about 20 girls and their parents who came. And he wanted me to speak to them about developing confidence and overcoming challenges, and specifically around empowering our thinking. And so this talk came from there, and I thought, you know what, why don't I share it with my listeners as well? This is not only relevant for 11 to 13-year-olds. This is absolutely relevant no matter what age you are. And so let's talk about building self-confidence and what does that mean. To start, I want to talk about the difference between confidence and self-confidence. So consider while you're listening, have you ever thought about the difference and is there a difference? I will suggest that there is actually a subtle difference. So confidence is defined as the belief in your ability or your skills based on past evidence. So the example I gave this group of girls is if you have like spent hours at the rink and you have developed your skills in hockey and you know that you're such a strong hockey player, you will get on the ice and you will have confidence because you have past evidence. You know your skills, you know your ability, you will have confidence as a hockey player. But self-confidence is a little bit different. Self-confidence is a belief in yourself, even with no evidence. So what does that mean? Well, a belief in yourself with no evidence means that you know you're going to have your own back. You know that in no matter what situation you go into, you will always be able to figure it out. And you may not get it perfect, but you're willing to take risks because you know you're going to stand with yourself. So it is a belief in yourself, even if you've never handled that situation before, you've never been in that situation, you can still say, you know what, I know 
I'm going to stand with myself. Even if I fail, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I'm going to learn through this. I'm willing to take a chance. I'm willing to do something I've never tried before. And I can figure this out. That's self-confidence. Self-confidence allows you to get out of your comfort zone and go into opportunities that you may have never tried before. So starting a new business, trying out for a new sports team, or putting yourself up on stage to speak in front of people and you've never done that before. Self-confidence is you know what? I'm going to go out there. I am going to give it my best. I may have never done this before, but even if this doesn't go well, even if I fail, I will not throw myself under the bus afterwards. I will still stand with myself and support myself through it. And I am willing to handle any emotion that comes with that. So it's like this belief in your own ability to lovingly support yourself and be a good friend to yourself, no matter what situation that you face. And when you do that, then you can go out into any situation and you go, can go out and just conquer the world and do anything you set your mind to because the worst thing that can happen is that you're going to face a difficult emotion like, okay, doesn't feel fun to fail. doesn't feel fun to feel rejected or disappointed, but I can still be supportive of myself. So how can you build self-confidence? The first step I would propose is self-awareness. What am I talking about? Well, it's very hard to believe in yourself if you don't actually know yourself, if you don't know what you're about. And I gave the girls on the hockey team an exercise, uh, two exercises that I do with all of my clients as well. It's the very first exercise that we do. And the first is establishing what your core values are. And the second is painting a vision for your life. What are values? Values are what is truly important to you deep down. And all of us have values, but very few of us actually spend the time to to put words to what our values are. And when you don't know your own values, then you might find yourself in situations where you are acting outside of those values and you'll wonder why you're feeling frustrated. Because the farther off we are from living out our values, the more dissatisfied we feel, the more frustrated we feel, we will feel out of alignment because our our core values are like this inner compass and every single one of us has it. It's like deep down at the core of your being, what is important to you in the world, whether that's family or ambition or, you know, giving back to community, having an impact, loyalty, integrity, courage, adventure, creativity. We all have these values that drive us, that make us who we are. And it's really helpful to know yours so that you can fulfill, like lead that fulfilling and satisfying life. So being aware of what's important to you. Now, why on earth would we live outside of our values? Well, because we often, and this is equally relevant for 11-year-old girls as it is for me at 38 years old or someone at 60 years old, we all want to fit in. Human beings have a deep longing to fit in to their like friend group, to culture, to societal expectations, to your parents' expectations, to your teachers' expectations. And so we find ourselves always looking to please the people around us. How many of you right now identify as a people pleaser? The desire to please other people is 
part of our biology, right? We want to fit in with others. We want to be approved by others. We don't want other people to disapprove of us. And so we have this in our nature to want to fit in and want to meet other people's expectations. But the problem is, is that sometimes that can lead us away from what is true and meaningful at the core of our being. And so then we start living lives to meet other people's expectations and wondering why we feel completely out of alignment and dissatisfied and frustrated on a day-to-day basis. And it's because we have been steered away from our own innate truth and our own compass, and we need to come back into alignment with that in order to live a fulfilled and meaningful life. So self-awareness and understanding what your values are, understanding your vision. If you want the values and vision exercise, send me an email and I will be happy to send it to you admin at sashahimd.com. Okay, the second is to master your mindset. So mindset is your superpower. I talk about it all the time. This whole podcast and everything in my program is about the impact of how we think on how we show up in our lives. And we really need to learn to up-level our thinking if we want to be successful and show up in our lives with the confidence that we want to have. It's so important to understand that The thoughts that come into our brain are not fact. Just because you have a thought, it does not make it true. It does not make it beneficial. It does not make it something that you need to believe. And John Acuff, who wrote Atomic Habits, says, one of the greatest mistakes you can make is believing that all of your thoughts are true. Not all of your thoughts are true, my friends. We have 60,000 thoughts a day, and 95% of them are repetitive, and 80% of them are negative, And so if we do not learn to master our thinking, we will have this, what John Acuff describes as a broken soundtrack going on in our brain, rehashing all of the ways we failed and what are those people saying about you? And like, oh my gosh, you totally messed up, you know, that play uh, at the hockey game yesterday. We will just keep going over all of these negative things and our brain bypasses and doesn't really see the successes that we're having and we're like our abilities and our strengths. We tend to focus more on our weaknesses and our shortcomings than we do our strengths. And that will really rob you of self-confidence, right? If you were always focusing on the things that you're not good at and how you're not measuring up, it's very hard to feel confident. So recognize that your brain is trying to be helpful. It's trying to, it's like trying to help you improve and not make the same mistake again. It's just, you know, not, not the most beneficial way of going about it. Is, is what we can, you know, say about that. And so it's really important to start paying attention to your thinking, not just letting your brain run away with you and then getting caught up in a lot of negative emotion because you have let your brain come up with a whole negative story. So ways to be able to identify that broken soundtrack, some four really great questions are, one, is this thought true? So If you are feeling discouraged, if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling depressed, emotions are not a problem, but they are, what they are instead is is just like a clue that we need to give ourselves, give ourselves some attention. So let's take the example of anxiety. If you are feeling really anxious, rather than judging yourself for feeling anxious, I shouldn't feel anxious, get it together, what's wrong with you, that just adds more negativity. Just consider asking yourself, okay, hold on. Why am I feeling anxious right now? What you're going to get is a whole big story that your brain has come up with. And the story is the thoughts that you're having. I like to call it a story because we add a lot of like adjectives and we, our brain tends to elaborate on the facts and create a story around the circumstances that we're facing. 
And based on those thoughts that you're having, you're having the emotion of anxiety. So when you've identified the thoughts that you're having, then you can ask yourself, is this thought true? And a really nice follow-up question to that, a part B is, am I absolutely certain that this thought is true? Because sometimes you'll be like, yes, no, it's absolutely true. Like I am going to fail this, you know, fail this course because I got a 68 on this exam. And you can kind of you know, justify the thoughts that you're having and tell yourself like, yes, it is true. But when you say, am I absolutely certain that this thought is true? You start to just poke kind of some holes into your own argument. And maybe you're pressing your brain to find other possibilities to think a little bit outside that box, that narrow thinking that you're stuck in. The second question to ask yourself is, is this thought helpful? Is it helpful when I'm thinking this way? Does it move me forward towards my goals when I'm thinking about how ugly I am and how everyone hates me or how they're all laughing at my clothing or they're going to think that I look fat in this dress? Is it helpful for me to be thinking this? If it's not helpful, you do not need to continue entertaining that thought, but it does take some work to start reframing your thinking. The third thought is, is this kind? Is this thought kind? Would I say this thought out loud to my best friend or to a family member? And that's really going to introduce an element of self-compassion that's so important because we tend to be really mean to ourselves sometimes. And the fourth question that I like to ask is, what else is true? What this question does is it starts training our brain, again, to think outside of our narrow box where we have a very narrow perspective in how we see the world and how we see certain difficult circumstances that we're in. And we have to start up-leveling our thinking, getting our brain to expand a little bit by asking, well, what else is true? How else can you look at this situation? All right, so you've gained five pounds this week and you're thinking you're a failure and how you always mess up and this is just more evidence that you can never do anything, you can never keep the weight off. Okay, but what else is true? Well, it's also true that you have been really focused on getting that balanced breakfast in. And instead of skipping meals, you're being super consistent with getting your protein in and you know having that fiber. And you've been really consistent in moving your body. And those are actually wins that you've been having. And the scale is not the only measure. And it, maybe it's also true that, yeah, you're just a little bit bloated this week and maybe there's just a little bit of extra water weight and the, store, the, the scale isn't telling the whole story. There's just other ways of looking at it that are going to create a different emotion. So I'm just throwing out examples for you. So we're talking about building self-confidence. And I I said the first step is self-awareness and really understanding what's truly important to you so that you can walk out actions that align with your core value system. Because living in integrity with yourself and living in integrity with your values is going to build your own confidence, your self-confidence, your belief in yourself and your ability to stand with yourself. The second way to build self-confidence is to master your mindset, to notice your thoughts and feelings and decide if they are helping you, if they are supporting you, if they are kind to you, and then up-leveling your thinking. And the third is to overcome challenges and setbacks with self-compassion. The reality is all of us face challenges. We all face setbacks. We are not perfect. We're not always going to hit our goals perfectly. But how we approach setbacks is going to determine our future course. If, you know, you mess up a play in the hockey game and you're like, I suck. Like, ha, you like hang your head. And this is kind of the example that we were talking about with the girls. Like you hang your head and you're like, this sucks. Like I'm such a screw up. Right. And that, that negative voice comes out. That's how you're going to perform for the rest of the game. 
right? Because you're you're just going to play that out because you're driving this emotion that's now going to fuel the whole rest of that game. But if you can kind of catch yourself and offer self-compassion and be like, okay, you know what? That wasn't great. I totally messed that, that one up and I can still keep going and I can keep trying my best, right? How would you speak to your best friend in the same situation? And then recognize that setbacks are an opportunity to learn and grow. Any setback that you're having. So let's go back to the weight loss example. So a setback would be you had an overeating episode. You went off your plan. You know, it's the weekend and you overate at a party. You drank too much and the next day you're feeling terrible. Okay, you can beat yourself up and you'll continue feeling terrible and ashamed and guilty and probably make more ongoing bad choices. Or you can look at yourself with self-compassion and you can decide, you know what? Yeah, I don't feel great. What can I learn from that? Maybe next time I want to handle that situation a little bit differently. And right now is another opportunity to make a new choice. My last step in building self-confidence is to surround yourself with aligned people. What do I mean by aligned people? I mean people who are aligned with your value system. That saying that you are the average of the top five people that you spend time with is, you know, quite true. I don't have evidence to support that in in terms of like a randomized control trial, which is why I I hesitated when I was about to say that's true because everyone's like, oh, where's the science to back that up? I'm sure there are some studies about this, but just think about it, right? The people that you spend time with, the way that they speak, the way that they show up, that is essentially the thoughts that are going to be deposited into your brain. So if you are surrounded with people who are gossiping and really ingrained in diet culture and, you know, celebrity culture, and that's what they are all about, no judgment if if you're into that, it's okay. But if you are wanting to, you know, if you're someone who's wanting to get outside of diet culture and you're someone who's like a go-getter and you want to, you want to step outside of the status quo and grow as a human being, then Having all of that input into your brain, remember, your brain is going to rehash that because 95% of your thoughts are repetitive. It's just not going to be beneficial. It's like an uphill battle, right? So why input into your brain stuff that's not going to be beneficial to you in directing your thoughts the way you want your thoughts to go? And this applies to social media too. So if you are feeding your brain through images of, you know, super skinny models or, you know, celebrities that is the input going into your brain. Your brain rehashes that 95% of the time, and you wonder why you're struggling to drop the diet culture and the belief that your body needs to fit a certain aesthetic. Like, it's just not beneficial. So really consider what are the inputs that you are allowing in through your social circles, including social media, and if, whether that's aligning, coming back to, your with your value system. Okay, see how that works. See how it's so helpful to understand who you are and understand your value system and have that self-awareness? Because then you can make the choices that you need to make to align the rest of your life with that. And by aligning the rest of your life, then you, you know, you just make it easier for yourself to have up-leveled thinking in alignment with how you want to be thinking, your values. And then from there, your actions are much easier to follow. It's very hard to take action on your values if everything that you're thinking is like misaligned, right? So if you're having a lot of negative thinking, if all of your thinking is wrapped up in diet culture, I would even extrapolate this to if you are 
wanting to stop obsessing over food, for example, but everything that you are looking at online is recipes and food TV shows and cooking shows and, you know, beautiful images of really delicious food. And then your feed is like pumping you full of commercials about food. If everything being input into your brain is about food, then it is no wonder that you're obsessed with food and thinking about it all the time. That is just that's like a natural progression of what's going to happen is your brain is going to obsess over the inputs that you provide it with. Okay, I went a little bit off course with that, but I'll just leave that as a nugget for whoever that's relevant to. So in conclusion, don't believe everything that you think. And if you want to create new beliefs, then practice thinking what you want to think. I'm going to leave you with some beliefs that I have just held forever. They came from various parts of my life. One of my best friends when I was in, when I was 12 years old said something to me. She said, you can accomplish anything you set your mind to. And that just like was a belief. I, sh- I shared this on an earlier episode. It was just a belief that was placed into my heart and into my mind. I've just clung to it and I've just believed it. And I've just walked that out in my life. I will accomplish anything I set my mind to. And so I want to offer you some beliefs that you can borrow too, because that's the cool thing is If I can believe them, there's no reason that you can't believe them. Because there's nothing special about me except that I have decided this is what I'm going to believe. And from there, I have so much positive emotional fuel that's helping me to take action and massive action towards my goals in my life. And I want that for you too. So here are some beliefs that I would love for you to borrow. The first one is I will always be able to figure this out. I won't always know exactly how, but I can figure it out. And I firmly believe that with everything in me, no matter what situation that you put me in, I will always be able to figure it out. That gives me so much self-confidence. And it gives me the ability to put myself in all these uncomfortable positions all the time. Like I'm uncomfortable a lot of the time. Getting in front of these 11 to 13-year-old girls, it's quite uncomfortable. I was like, I don't, I don't know how to talk to kids. I'm very comfortable speaking to adults. Kids, not so much. I don't know how this is going to go, but I'm willing to just get out there and do it and be willing to fail. It's okay. I can figure it out. So I'd love for you to borrow that one. Second is I can offer myself grace and kindness. Now, this is a belief, I will be honest, I'm still cultivating this one. I intend to be a very harsh critic of myself. I'm very judgmental of myself. And so I'm practicing this belief. I can offer myself grace and kindness. Next one is every setback is an opportunity for growth. You can decide that also in your life. Every setback is an opportunity for growth. And the last one is I will have my own back. You can just decide that right now, moving forward, that you are not going to be a bully in your own life anymore. I will have my own back. And as you do this and you practice these new beliefs and you start catching the thoughts that are not serving you, that are not kind, that are not beneficial, then you will work towards having self-confidence that you are going to have your own back no matter how what situation you are in you will always support yourself through it you'll have so much self-confidence to go out there and take risks and try new things and be willing to fail and be willing to keep going and you will grow into your you know ultimate potential of who you are created to be. So thank you so much. I hope that is helpful for you. I hope that is encouraging. You absolutely can accomplish anything you set your mind to. That is another belief that I hold for myself and that I hold for you. You can accomplish anything you set your mind to. Do not let anyone or anything tell you otherwise. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. 
If you enjoyed listening to the High on Life podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts.